Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee from MTR Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today's guest is artist, uh, educator. Cause that's, that was another thing that you mentioned a second ago. We got Will Watson on here. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I know y'all can't talk back to me, but I'm sure y'all doing all right. <laughs> I like that. That was that was actually really smooth, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I'm used to being on these Zoom calls with children, so I'm like, that's, that's like one of the first things I say. You know, how y'all doing? <laughs> the first thing I do on any of my Zoom stuff, I make sure my browser is proper, and then I actually act like I'm having a conversation. So, um, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Um, so, I checked I checked your stuff out because I've been um, I've been like. Instagram stalking Bopa. <laughs> so any, any artists that I check them out, I'm like, okay, I like what they're doing. That's, that's fire. Let me check them out. Let me hit them up. And, <laughs> you know, I've gotten real, I want to say since, since COVID has gone down, I've gotten real ignorant when it comes to shooting my shot. I'm like, yo, you know, you should be on this podcast, right? So let's, let's talk about your work a little bit. So this, describe your work because I see it behind you and fire behind you. Right I, I, I hope that's you. I hope I'm giving the proper compliments there, but describe your work. <laughs> Uh, no, I appreciate that. No, thank you. Um, my work, um, I create mixed media images, um, surrounding or around like just the nuances about everyday life, um, from obviously an African American canon. Um, I like to create work specifically about experience, about my experiences, about shared experiences. Um, I try to create things that are relatable, things, images that, um, images and, and, uh, yeah, images and paintings that, that, um, you know, really hit home and, and can resonate. Um, oftentimes they, they find ways of pulling on moral strings, which is interesting, which is kind of fun. Um, but it's really just, uh, a, a visual unpacking. Um, a lot of this work has become so vulnerable. A lot of the, the, the work is about, you know, current times. It's about now. Um, so a lot of it recently has been a heavier, serious. Um, but there's always and always a, um, an undertone or a overtone really of, uh, something joyous and, and friendly and fun, um, in the midst of, uh, telling Telling a portion of of our our narratives. That was that was a fire way to explain. It. <laughs> 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 some some people were just like, yeah, I do stuff. I'm like, oh, man, cool. you know, I went to grad school, man. So they they beat a lot of those philosophical, <laughs> and, you know, they made us do a lot of that stuff. Um, but it's it's very helpful. Um, and learning how to talk about your work because sometimes you might give a, a, a simple answer that's so complex that nobody really understands what you're talking about. I just make stuff. Yeah. But like what is, what is or that? You could, or you could uh, take a, take a choice to kind of use your words and, and, and impress some folks when, when you throw out a couple big ones. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, one of those five dollar yeah, words yeah, right there. I see. <laughs> I I I think it also I think when being able to go through and really think about it, I think 
it's it's mindful when someone asks what you do and you're able to like like kick it back out to them but really like honestly and openly get across what what you feel from what you're presenting and what you're what you're working on with with thought thought goes into it one it, it keeps you keeps you on point with yourself i i think and i have those conversations when i do like this podcast stuff i've been doing it for 12 years and mm-hmm. someone will ask me like what is it about what are you doing and you know i'll have people that i podcast with they'll say we just talk shit i'm like ah that's not what we do. You know, I was like, we, we try to take news. We, we, so I do a podcast, uh, mastermind teams, Robcast, where we cover pop culture and weird news. We have like this irreverent take on it. We try to take these things that are kind of maybe challenging and so on, but we try to play it as a game and we try to have our takes on it, like a real genuine conversation. Usually it's, it's pretty funny, but it's, it's irreverent in tone. And then with this one, it's kind of putting on like the local artists and the local entrepreneurs, the tastemakers, people that are that's driving awesome. and making up the culture. That's awesome. So, so I think you, if I'm not able to say it, people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Right. Forgive me if I might uh, interrupt or, or uh, have a lag. I'm getting like a, a, a little de- delay on my side. It's not your fault. I'm using really trash internet. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we we'll see if we can get. Um so you you touched on a bit um when when you going over like describing your work. So what like ideas and concerns and objectives like maybe maybe right now or maybe either right now or when you like first thought of like these are the things I want to express in my work. What are some of those ideas, concerns and objectives that like motivated your work? Um, oh, over the summer, I'll talk specifically about, I created a lot of work over the summer, over like COVID. Um, yeah. And, and <laughs> usually I don't remember the last time it happened, but I, I have like a title subscription and every once in a while, or it's happened maybe like twice I think Jay-Z puts out this this playlist called Songs for Survival Um, and you know I listened to both playlists and I actually really started to think about that like Songs for Survival you know Survival Messages for Survival Art for Survival I started to think about like surviving surviving Um, 2020 summer 2020 we had COVID and this like this shit show of like cops just killing folks like a lot. It's like oh, it was like an overload this year, and it was like mostly all filmed. So we we literally watched a lot of this stuff happen, um, and we had to we had to confront a lot of it head on. We we weren't able to ignore um, the issues and and uh, the pain. Of of yes. of our narrative, um, so that that has been one subject. Is that the pain? We can't ignore it. We can't forget it because um, it's there. It's a part of our story. It's a part of who we are. Um, but also within that pain, there's so much joy. There's so much vibrance. There's so much color. Um, so I try to focus on that too, and then also just you know just the narrative of being existing um living breathing yeah 
those those are all just kind of topics that I'm, I'm interested. In. When we when we have those things of like you have that vibrancy, you have that life, and I think like I think people have like color. <laughs> we we have like just a certain energy. We have a certain like flair to things, and when with, with some of the stuff I, I I think that we saw during during the um the summer month the summer month and and really forever, but like let's just look at recent history, like the summer months, what have you, just seeing that um vibrancy just kind of get extinguished it's it's hard it's hard to like look at it and and try to get something out of it and we we have a very um i think as black people we have a very resilient manner about us but at times it's like i need something else to get through this (laughs) absolutely absolutely i think resilience resilience began and the moment those 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 individuals decided to stay on those ships, those people that jumped and gave up right away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but some of our our ancestors sat there and was like, "Yo, we we're gonna accept whatever fate is coming, and we gonna we gonna beat it." Um, and recognizing that resilience in in, in our ancestral pattern, you know, that kind of helps. Yeah. Um, for one, that they helped fuel me through the summer because it was tough. You know. So having having um, having them and that and that kind of spiritual connection um, up there kind of helped. Let's go keep it going. <laughs> it, it was it was very tough, and I think like we we all like I think as a, as a people in terms of how we communicate and all of that stuff, we were all kind of hit with just this kind of overarching. It hit certain people like differently, but I think in this overarching like sustained like just vibe like of just this is this sucks and just not being able to do anything that felt like normal and you know i think one of the things that you touched on earlier was that you did a lot of creating during during that period of time i was recording three to four podcasts a week. And I was like, I usually do one. I'm so you just throw yourself into your work to try to, to try to cope. So in it, would you say like, how, I guess, what is something that you need to kind of get into that, that frame of mind where I'm going to work on this. I'm feeling inspired. I need to work on, I need to work on something. This is a PG show. No, I'm joking. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I mean, shout out four four twenty a.m. I usually wake up. My guy. <laughs> my day <laughs> no, absolutely. I used to have this running bit where um, I used to get like really like faded, and I'm like, "All right, so I need to edit a podcast because I'm going to be useless for the rest of the day. So I need to be mildly productive." Yeah, I mean, sometimes they have, but um, but no, just literally, just a uh, a lot of it, man, is is, is passion. Is passion? It's something. Um, it's some shit you can't even make up. You know. It's a drive that you can't even, um, you can't even really describe, but it's just a, a, a unwaverly like desire to just do this thing. It might not even make you any money really, like, but you just, mm-hmm. you just love it that much to where you just need, you need to, you need to create. So whether it's just, I don't need much. 
I don't need much, man. I can I can make something if you just give me a a piece of paper and a pencil. Hell, I even I even go with a crayon, man. If I got an idea, uh, you know, it's time. It's go time. Whenever it's whenever it's time to go, it's time to go. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I, I yeah. It's it's just one of those things when you get hit with the bug, and that's that's the way I describe. It. You get hit with the bug or that whatever. You know, I don't even describe it as the bug. I call it like the creative Holy Ghost. When you get hit with it, it's like, yeah. look, I I got the shakes. I need to get this in. I need to do this. Right. Right. You know, it's like my my pupit my, my pupit is the studio. What have you? It's just like I right, put this green screen up. Let's do this. We're streaming. Let's no, go. Legit. legit. I find I found so much peace and just like. Yeah, it's just it's just it's like a safe place. It's my it's my sanctuary. So, what what drew you to like the mixed media to painting, and why why those like mediums versus other other styles, other mediums? I started off. Um, I started off primarily um, like pastel paper drawing, ink drawings. Um, mm-hmm. but I started to notice my work falling more into the category of like illustration. Um, that's cool, but that's not really where I wanted to exist in art history, uh, because that's something yeah. I think about. Uh, I don't necessarily want to be looked at or thought of as an illustrator. You know, that's not something I'm, I'm interested in. Um, and in undergrad, I actually, I actually had a, my intended major was painting and I ended up dropping painting, uh, <laughs> in undergrad and did something, did just like a general fine arts degree just cause I had, uh, a small beef with one of the painting professors, uh, as one does, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think life, life just kind of led me back to the medium. It's something that, uh, you know, I tried to even take a break from. Like I was like, you know what? I'm this is not cool. I mean, I'm not even gonna make no money from this. Let me just let me go try to do something else. And then, no, of course, you get hit by that, you get bit by that bug again. Uh-huh. And this time, I guess, I guess it just lasted the whole. It just lasted the whole way this time. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! So. In that, you said how you you wanted to be described and not necessarily want to be described. What would you, how would you describe your artistic style and what artistic movements or artists have helped, have influenced you to help you kind of get to where, where you're at in your career? All right. Um, no, it's cool. I, I, I hated art history, but I'm like, I took so many art history classes that I just couldn't help but to end up liking it and ended up getting like a minor in it at, at one point. Um, so my work is, is rooted in a knowledge of art history. It's, it's, it's rooted in the understanding that um, a lot of the things that, that there's nothing truly new under the sun. The, mm-hmm. the only thing that I I can add to to this is just my my experience, my story, my narrative, um, my ideas. Because as far as technique, that's there. Everybody already did. Somebody did it. Somebody did it. Somebody did it. Um, so I look I look a lot at um, 
I look at, at the entire scope of, of art history, really, as as I'm um, as I'm seeking inspiration for art. Being being a, a teacher kind of like gives me like a cheat code within in doing that because I'm constantly constantly revisiting um, images from art history, especially a lot of those. Uh, a lot of the cheesy ones that we learn as kids, but um, <laughs> what was fun is is having a, a a knowledge of you know more contemporary artists, and you know having friends who are are actually like contemporary artists um, who yeah. I can also throw in those at the pot too, and also kind of draw inspiration from. Um, but specifically, I know that was I'm winded today. I feel like I'm long winded, Lord. Are you good? <laughs> but Baroque, the Baroque art period, 16th century uh, paintings for like Paul, uh, what's the name? Peter Paul Rubens, and you know, yeah. I like older stuff than that. Um, Titian, Tintoretto, a lot of that stuff over in Italy. Um, a bunch of dead white guys. Um, more con- <laughs> bunch of damn white guys. More contemporary uh, artists. Um, I've been really into Nick Cave's work, his sound sculptures, and how colorful and creative those those are. Um, I'm a huge fan, always and forever, of Amy Sherrill and her portrait yeah. work. Um, Derek Adams, Baltimore native. Ernest Shaw, Baltimore native. Um, I see. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, you know, these, these people. Um, maybe within the Kerry James Marshall, I hadn't had an opportunity to meet him, but I met. You know, those those those, those other names yeah. I mentioned um, are just a few artists who who um, who inspire me, but also. Um, been blessed and uh, to be able to try to build a relationship with and have have access, small access to. At least I got their phone number. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could text them. They might text me back two, three weeks, months later. But like, what's, like what's this emoji? I, I, like, what, what what do you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> but man, our so history, yeah, our history in itself is is where I find. All of this stuff, pop art. So I can start naming so, names. <laughs> so, so in that, and this, and this is maybe maybe a loaded question. I don't know, but what do you believe is like a key element? And I think you may have touched on it, but what do you think is a key element in creating your composition? In creating my composition, um, yes. movement, movement. One of the things that I, I loved about that, that the 1600 chiaroscuro, um, and Baroque art period was the movement. That's when we really started to see, um, how artists would take the figure and bend and twist them and turn them and all, all of these crazy dynamic poses that, um, yeah to, you know, maybe an 11-year-old kid might be dry, it might be boring, um, but moment, the moment I was, what, 27, 28, and I had a chance to, to go see some of these things, and, you know, in Italy, looking at some of this stuff, 
Like I completely got it. And I remembered those moments where I was like, yo, I hate this. And it, it completely like slipped. And I'm like, yo, I love this. Like take me back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, it's, it's that when you get that moment where you're like, okay, now I get it. Now, yeah. This is where we're at now. And like, um, when I, uh, I went to the AVAM like not too long ago and I, I just like, that was the first time I ever gone. And yeah. I like museums and all of that stuff. And I, I, I'm one of those people that think like art doesn't feel accessible for, for some people. It's like, Oh, well, I need to put on a tie for this or whatever the thing is. It's just like, it's just kind of like almost stuffy elitism thing that it's positioned as sometimes. And really it's like regular people that have a talent and they want to express themselves. And I had to, I spoke with my, um, one of my peers about this and she was just like, I don't get art. And I was like, did you look at something? Did you feel something about it? Did you, did you get something out of it? And that's, that's my, my viewpoint on it. Uh, and, but and that's changed a lot as I've gotten older because earlier I was like, I'm, this isn't accessible. I don't get it. I'm not smart or whatever. It feels too intellectual for me. So what, what are you, what are your takes on, I guess, like art being accessible and what, what should someone get out of like your art and like they go there, see your stuff in the gallery. I have this question about all the different galleries you've, your stuff has been featured in, your work has been featured in. What do you feel? What do you hope someone gets out of like, seeing your art I think what I what I hope is that um, people have like a, a similar experience that they would to hearing like um, a song um, so in in our music specifically um, is a way that we've been able to perform and express unapologetically our truths yeah Wherever and whatever those truths may be, um, a lot of times we've, we've managed to, to put those, those truths into music. Um, and when I have people look at my work, I, I'd, I'd hope for a similar experience to where even if some of the things may seem too philosophical and some of the, the deeper meaning might go over your head because of the colors and the, 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 the representation, there's still things in that piece that you can vibe with. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's, those are important elements for me is to not necessarily, I'm not, my goal isn't to, to reach or talk to everyone. It's probably a whole demographic of people who probably would miss, you know, 50% of, of, of the, the iconic, the iconic, the, the symbols or whatever that I put in, in work. And that's okay. Oh, the iconography. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I couldn't. I couldn't say that word to save my life just now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think when you're when you try to go for everybody, you you end up missing. I, I think that's the thing, and I, and it's great to hear that you're like, eh, I, the people that's supposed to get it, they'll get it. Everyone else, eh, you'll get it later, I guess. <laughs> that's on you. Or you ask me about it, you ask me about it, or I'll I'll write about it, and you know yeah. we'll, we'll do that thing and, and kind of spoon feed you. It's cool. We can we can do those we can do those things too. Um, we got degrees yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're now serving dinner, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So your work has been featured in a number of galleries from the Curtis Jacobs Gallery in uh, Harlem, Hunter Gallery in Rhode Island, um, as well as various events, various cities. Um, why is it important to be an artist in Baltimore? <laughs> why is it important to be an artist in Baltimore? Yeah. Um, I think because Baltimore doesn't get the repres- the reputation it deserves. Um, people only know Baltimore based on um, the, the news, images on the news, yeah. a television show, and uh-huh. the football team. Maybe the baseball team. <laughs> But people have this this negative uh, this negative stigma of this place, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, not even being from here. I'm not from Baltimore, uh, but being here, what four or five, four going on maybe five years now. Yo, this place is this place is actually kind of cool. <laughs> not even, even kind of like you know, the art scene here is 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 it's not not as pretentious. Um, as, as other places, the people here aren't as pretentious. Everybody's kind of cool. You know, most people just, most people have, have, have an end goal. Um, and I think if you, if you run into trouble, um, out here, it's probably because you subconsciously may have been looking for it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, ah, well, hey, hey, trouble! I, I was looking for you. I was wondering when somebody was going to come rob me. No, don't think like that. Just enjoy, enjoy, uh, enjoy your life. Enjoy the city. Enjoy the space. There's a lot of beautiful things here. Um, I think people yeah. focus on so much of the negative that they forget about all of the beauty uh, and all the culture and all the history that that's you know deeply rooted in this place. That's a great answer. Um, I have uh, three more questions, and then I'll give you a chance to shamelessly plug anything that you got coming up, okay. your, your website, your social media, all of that good stuff. Um, I wish so, I would have uh, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you touched on it, but maybe expand expand on it a little bit, specific to not necessarily the, the city, but the um, the the scene. Like, what is an interesting trait that you've noticed in Baltimore to the Baltimore art scene that you may not have seen, let's say in your hometown or in other places where you've uh, kind of been kind of dipped into the art scene. What's unique about Baltimore's art scene? Uh, um, again, is it <laughs> Indianapolis is I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, go Colts, I guess. I don't know. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you say? I don't know. You can say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very smoky thing to say with the, the Baltimore connection. Right, right, right. I love it. I always get, I always get hell about that, but it's fun. Um, like y'all, y'all won too many championships already. Leave that alone. Um, but to, to, to answer your question, I, I, it's not pretentious. You know, it's yeah. not pretentious. It's not a place where. Um, art, art in itself is, is a competitive thing. No matter how you want to look at it, it's competitive. Um, but here, it's all love. It's legit love. People want to know what you're doing. People care about what you're doing. Um, 
you know, people want to invest in what you're doing. I'm starting to find that out a lot more with the, the mural projects happening in the city. Um, yeah. And, you know, being asked to do some murals instead of like applying to, to do them, that's been, uh, kind of cool. Um, and that's the, that's the big difference between like here and in Indianapolis. People, I've heard numerous times, numerous times about, you know, sometimes how you have to leave your hometown. Um, yeah. and I, I hate that that's my experience because I love that place. I just love it so much. It's tattooed on my body, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I wish, I wish that there were more opportunities for artists there, uh, here, the East Coast, being so close to New York, DC, Philly. And you know, that, that whole market, it just makes life, uh, a lot easier and a little bit more interesting for, for artists. I dig it. We're, we're like right there in that that spot. And I wanted to be like with folks like you and other like artists and just people doing dope stuff that in, in that conversation, when he mentioned like the New York's, when he mentioned the Phillies and the DC's that they definitely mentioning Baltimore, that's one of my hosts, because I, I think kind of, you know, as you touched on earlier, it's the, uh, it's that reputation and, and exclusionary because, um, Baltimore and Philly are very similar and, it's not, you wouldn't think it is. You wouldn't think it is. And it's, it's very similar. Um, so last few questions I got. These are the kind of the weirder questions. Uh, what is your most unusual talent? <laughs> oh man, my most unusual talent. Have you ever seen, yo, have you ever seen, um, ATL? I have seen ATL. Yeah. yeah. Robots. Oh, stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, I, I should have been in. I should have been in one of those movies. Oh, you're man, a skater. I, I roll. I roll. roll. You okay, know, I'm, I'm a little rusty. I took I took uh, a hiatus for a long for a number of years, um, but that's yeah. that's still a hidden talent. I don't really talk about it too much. I'm definitely talking about it a lot because I'm putting it on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but, you have challenges that, come up. Yeah, that's been that was one of the things that I, I've always uh, enjoyed the most growing up. Um, and it's something I kind of picked back up a little bit over the summer. You know, they say COVID, you, you, it's okay to kind of think about some of those those things that used to make you happy. Um, oh, yeah. And that was one for me. Uh, and it, it, it turned out to be kind of a hidden talent. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things where uh, I saw like so many people posting videos of them skateboarding and and things of that nature, just getting back out there. Like I, people can't tell how big I actually am. Right, I'm six four, like three hundred pounds or what have you. I'm a monster, and. I used to skateboard back in the day and they were like, yo, so Rob, you coming back? I was like, absolutely not. I, I mean, do you have a log with wheels on it? I could just get on. What are we doing? My knees, six, four, you, you might need some tires on your skateboard. Absolutely. You know, I, I remember I interviewed the, uh, the guys at, um, at, uh, North Avenue market and I showed up the next day and had some of their food and chilled at the arcade. And they were like, you look like the guy we talked to yesterday. I was like, I am. He's like, I thought you were like five six. I was like, nah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, right. Um. So lastly, um, you you touched on um, you touched on like some of your your stuff with music, the uh, the Jay Z like survival playlist, or what have you. 
What, what what's what's the last song you listened to? Oh, shit. I knew this that, question was coming. I knew, this shit, I knew this question was coming. And uh-huh. and I still wasn't ready for it. <laughs> so I'm about to just look. I'm just look. Um let me just scroll through here. It's like looking through your musical title. browser history. And we'll, see, we we'll see what the title says. The last song. Uh, that can't be the last song I listened to. <laughs> but is uh, the playlist? The playlist was uh-huh. Twenty One Savage. Savage, Savage uh-huh. Mode Two. All right. Okay. Right. I, I like that. Many album. men just, yeah. just on, on blast. <laughs> I said, damn, 21, 21, 21, damn. Like, this is what we got. <laughs> I, um, I have such a weird eclectic music taste. <laughs> like, I was thinking earlier, I was like, yo, I don't even know who's a rapper anymore. And I, I was just going through songs. I was like, I'll listen to Block Party, Tori Wah, some old friggin'. I'll listen to like old rap and occasionally I'll find some disposable nonsense from like a TikTok video that I'm like, all right, this kind of knocks. I think I was listening to a Megan Thee Stallion right. song before I started recording and I was like, all right, that's some, some wild shit she just <laughs> said here. I kind of like it. All right, cool. This is what hey, we're doing. You know, Megan, Megan brings that, brings that out. You know, she said, well, she's an Aquarius. She gets it. I mean, I, you things, know, as we all know. Things in her songs know you liked. Well, you know, just you gotta you 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 have to be more cosmopolitan, you know. You know, you know, I'm, I think I'm okay with that, Megan. I think I'm I think I'm cool with that. Where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> just start patting around like where's everything at? Is there a social security card in here? <laughs> so right. yeah, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been this has been a treat. This has been really cool. Um, so tell us where we can find, tell, tell the folks where they can find you, check out your stuff, check out your art, um, and your socials, your website, anything that you want to promote. Willwatsonart.com. I got lots of stuff on there. You can go buy. I got prints. I got hoodies. I got t-shirts. I got all that stuff, you know, support, support me, support my art. Uh, Willwatsonart.com. It's easy, easy, easy. Oh, yeah. Go on there. Go on there. Oh, yeah, don't botch it. Don't botch um, Instagram is will underscore the artist. And I, that's me on most social media. Um, super easy to find. Very approachable. I wear hoodies with suits. Ah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. So that's all I got. I'm do my sign off. Um, so. For for Will for Will the artist, I feel like we're on that level now. You're Will the artist too. Uh, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. <laughs> <laughs>